0: We'll have so much in common. Walk the downtown parks in autumn leaves are falling. Don't stop talking, keep on wanting while we're walking the sun. excited, I jumped the gun But you gotta understand, I can't just a little fun I got no illusions, I've been through a lot So don't go thinking that I'm fragile Cause I'm not, we're both grown-ups here On a level playing field I'm not playing it core, just playing it real You got some baggage, yes, yeah, surprise, don't we all? All I wanna know for now is can you stand up tall? Cause I'm
1: stronger than I look And I lived a bunch of lives And some loving and some leaving and some breaking of ties I carry little pieces of their hearts around I'm a dreamer, a lover, i probably let you down But I won't hold back, you never worry about Whether six months later Finally come out Solo stop from the beginning Cause that's the best part And pretend that it's perfect Till one of us breaks a heart
0: Hey you, hey you, hey you Don't you think
2: Welcome to the Topic of Conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins, Jr. Hey, everybody. I'm Rob Scoggins. I'm your host of the Topic of Conversation. We are here live at the Original Brooklyn's and brought to you by Zing Tea and a Zing Tea Energy. So grab uh, yourself a lanyard on your way out if you're here live with us. We want to thank the staff, Jimmy and Diane and Kate and everybody who's a part of the Original Brooklyn's who hosts us every Wednesday night to be a part of this wonderful, wonderful venue and this wonderful, wonderful place and historical uh, Original Brooklyn's. We are here tonight uh, uh, talking about women in music, and we just had a wonderful song sung by Adrienne Osborne, also known as Adrienne O locally, and uh, her wonderful acoustic guitar uh, member of the band, uh, Justin Long, uh, who uh, wrote, I, I believe wrote the music to, to the song and helped co-wrote, uh, And but she can tell us about that. And and, and of course, um, uh, we, we we are happy to have her here. Uh, we welcome her uh, to the topic of conversation. How are you, uh, Adrienne O?
1: I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for well.
2: having me. Uh, Adrienne Osborne yes. is your real name.
1: That's my real name. Now, have
2: you ever thought about going by that? Because that's a pretty famous last name in the world of music.
1: I know it is, but I kind of wanted dis- to distance myself a little bit because we're totally different. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Osborne. That's the way he sounds. You can't even. T- you can it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ozzy Osborne. Give me a burrito, Sharon. Sharon, yeah. I need a burrito.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's not me. That's like, not you. Actually, yeah. know where it came from. Was I wanted to start this thing half electronic, half live? Right. And so I wanted something that kind of hinted at like a DJ style name, Adrian O. You know, like all one word. Yeah. Mm. I like it. We've since separated the O off of the Adrian.
2: Yeah, but, you're like Jello yeah. now, Adrian Jell- Jello. Yeah. J e l l o o yeah. <laughs> dash o. Uh, yeah. But people don't know what your last name. They they figure it out. It's not like I think Adrian. They figure o. it
1: out. You know, I'm active online. People see it. It's Adrian Osborne. Mm-hmm.
2: so the song you sang uh, pre-show well, lovely song well done thank you uh, you know uh, you guys unplugged is incredible it's um, always
1: fun you know it's so different we don't do this often yeah but it feels really different and it's, it's so much lower key and I can hear my voice so well it's fun to, to play with
2: you know I love it when VH1 did it I think MTV did it too but they're the same company so it doesn't matter who, who did it but the unplugged program that they did you get to really hear the artist sing instead of right. the big you know all the big pomp and circumstances with all the you know pyrotechnics and all the other yeah. stuff, and you know sound. And cl- Now, what's it called? Um, when they, you know, Justin Bieber uses it all the time, it's The uh, auto tune, yeah, auto tune, yeah, auto tune, yeah. um, and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. This I, is
1: like playing naked.
2: Oh, oh okay. Well, <laughs> what?
1: You're not going to go with me on that. <laughs> I,
2: well, start with the shoes. Yeah. Um, no. Um, <laughs> well, that got me a little flustered. Um, but no, it, it. But it's so well done, and, and and it looks like you guys have been playing. You know, I know you guys have been playing together for three years, but it looks like you've been playing together for longer has has justin been a part of your justin long been a part of your band a little bit longer than that Justin we, long the, yeah. the musician, not the actor but,
1: right, 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 right. Justin Layton long the musician there you go. Um, yeah, we actually met in a previous band okay. and we played a bunch of covers. we were playing all the time, and that's how we we first met. so it was initially a Craigslist connection Really? Through, yeah, surprising you know our guitarist was leaving this cover band I was in, and he found his replacement and of all. Ten guitarists that he auditioned, only Justin met the bar. There you go. So
2: right there, yeah. he's very talented guy. Yeah, he is. Wow. Yeah, good guy. Yeah.
1: So yeah, we've really, we've played together for quite a while now, and we have this kind of second sense
2: for yeah, each other. It's really you know? good. Yeah. Now let's go back to the cover band. Where you were, you know, I, I've always I've always been fascinated by cover bands because they're kind of a a idol band, meaning they 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 idolize this band. They they can sound like them, whether it be Journey or Fleetwood Mac or. Are you heart? thinking
1: tribute band? Yeah.
2: May yeah, what's the difference okay. between help me the difference between a tribute band and a cover
1: band? A tribute band does mostly music from one band and tries to be that band. Okay. So for example, I am now I recently joined a Tom Petty tribute band okay. as Stevie Nicks. So all they so play They play all Tom Petty okay. and the lead singer does his best to look like Tom Petty, the whole band looks and behaves like the Tom Petty band. And Stevie Nicks sang with Tom Petty For a while. For a while. Yeah. So I do my hair like Stevie Nicks. I am you know trying to like move like her and sing like her. I modify my voice to sound like her.
2: Which is amazing. So yeah.
1: That's a that's a tribute band. That's a tribute band. Now, a now cover when you band. say when
2: you when how much let's go back to the tribute band a little bit. You had to, like you said, you, you, you try to model her, you try to dance like her. How, do you have to watch her? You need to watch the videos? Do you do, you do the young Stevie Nicks? Well, you do you know do what? the old Stevie Nicks? Or, Our which, first
1: show is coming up in a couple of weeks and I really need to do some homework between now. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to watch some videos. Yeah. I What's mean, the name of the that's band? That's the idea. The, idea uh, the, name, the band is the Tom Petty Project. Tom
2: Petty Project. TomPettyProject.com.
1: Okay. So a cover band. Is, you know... It's, that's a tribute it's band. band. That's one, a tribute okay. band. And the cover band... You're, you're, you're paying tribute to this band. You're, you're respecting and them. And you're you And you're play. trying, and you're yeah. trying to, to basically reproduce the experience for, for the, the audience. For the fans,
2: okay. At a lesser yeah. price.
1: Yeah. Or, or maybe they're dead. You <laughs> or know? Maybe they're dead, they, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, half the so, Beatles are gone, so that's, you know... Yeah.
1: There's yeah. a great band in Denver called the Fab Four that yeah, does they're the Beatles Yeah, wonderful. Band. Yeah. Anyway, a cover band is... It, you know, could be also called a variety band. And so they, they pick... a a lot of different songs from a lot of different artists and and they don't pick a genre
2: they don't pick like the 60s or the 70s
1: I mean some do some I mean we we were in a top 40 cover band which means uh, we focused on more modern you know billboard charting type songs we did mostly pop um, some 80s rock, a, a country tune or two. But I mean, what it means is basically you're not writing your own songs. You're okay. playing someone else's songs that they already wrote. Sure. That's what a cover band is. Well, but you're not trying to band. be the band.
2: Right. You just, so. you don't have to necessarily sound like, I mean, just, you're just playing their songs. Right. And maybe
1: even reinventing. How many a of those have you been in? number of cover bands I've been in. Yeah, It's probably around five or six.
2: And then how many tribute bands have
1: you been in? This is gonna be my first first tribute band experience. You know, honestly, it's not- Are you nervous
2: about it? No,
1: I'm not nervous. It's just a, it's different. I've never, it's funny, I'm taking film acting classes. Good. So I am learning to be other people. Sure. Yeah, I mean, or, or be other people that are related to me. Do you want in, to plug in, in the people sense. you're
2: learning from, or do you want to?
1: No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, well, Patrick Sheridan. Yeah. Okay. You could film acting yeah. academy, you should check it out. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best in Denver. But as, in a musical context, I've never desired to try to be someone else. Okay. I wanted to be myself. So this is a new experience for me to be in a
2: tribute. So band. you're stretching yourself, you're yeah. stretching your artistic talent, as they say. Yes.
1: I, I, I'm in a talent. pretty good chameleon vocally, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I do a good bleating Stevie Nicks, you know, yeah. <laughs> with a quick vibrato and <laughs> super bright sound and everything. So it's did, fun. It's did, a nice challenge.
2: Did she? She went solo too. After, I mean, has she done some. She did, didn't she?
1: I think so. I think so. You know, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> learning know. my songs, I, you know. <laughs> I know they've. I know
2: They've been together for a long, long time. The Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they're a good band. Yes. Wonderful band.
1: Yes. And I, I gave one of their albums to my father for uh, his birthday one day when I was in a, a teenager and I wanted that album for myself. Yeah. Wow. You know how that goes. Sure.
2: Of course. Uh, you're not going to listen to it, I'm going to listen exactly. to it. Exactly. My sister did that all the time. She <laughs> would buy a camera, say this, that, and the other, and then she'd end up taking it. Well, that's that's, that's yeah. how it works.
1: Strat- strategic gift giving. I did that that's with a
2: Walkman. Do you remember those?
1: Yeah, Walkman. I have. Oh, I yeah, remember. I had a Sony and Disc Walkman. I had Man. a Discman.
2: Yeah we, were, yeah, we were hip then. I know. Because it would skip and you're like, hey, what? <laughs> it's okay. That's <laughs> what it's supposed to do. Going back to what you're doing now. So you didn't, this is something that you've had a passion for all your life, singing and entertaining, but it hasn't been a part of your life your whole life. Let's go back to when you were a little one mm-hmm. uh, in... Um, and you're from uh, Arizona, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix yeah. are very hot there. People, <laughs> people stay inside there. Um, yes. But there are a lot of talent. A lot of very talented people come out of Arizona. You were a, a little girl in Arizona. When did you realize you know you could do this? Well, I was every little you know, girl dances. Exactly. Right? I
1: mean, like I, you know, I loved horses, like all little girls. And I loved singing, like a lot of good little girls. Um, I didn't realize that this was something I could do for real until. It, a decade into my software development career. Okay. So, you know, I dabbled. I did musical theater in school, and I did choir in school. But And I d- actually did an acapella group in college. I was in an all-female acapella group in college, but just for one year because then I switched over to water skiing, which was my way passion.
2: So, so you were in Arizona.
0: Yeah, uh, mixing okay. all the stories mixing, up. Mi- no, you
2: are okay. in Arizona. No, you're yeah. fine. You were in Arizona having a good time in, in theater and being a, being a you know, teenage girl in America. Mm-hmm. Water skiing? There's what? There's not what? There's not yeah, much water in Arizona.
1: You think that, but it's so warm that the season is year round there. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking water skiing, I don't mean just like recreational water skiing on a big public reservoir. I'm talking about tournament water skiing on tiny little lakes that you don't know exist. You're like,
2: it's SeaWorld stuff. You know, where they do the, 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 the statues. Statue no. I tried
1: out for SeaWorld uh, when I was about 20, but I wasn't good enough because that's a different discipline actually.
2: The, the the thing that comes to mind is the Go-Go's, remember when they did the vacation video?
1: And I don't they were know, all They were
2: all on water skis. Oh, you got to watch! that should be one of your favorite videos.
1: The Go-Go's was the, Go-Go's the very first cassette tape I ever bought. Belinda Carla on the, the
2: go. Yeah. yeah. They did the vacation, their vacation video is all water skiing. Mm. They're all on yeah. top Yeah, I did I didn't do was, pyramids. And, was, well, I did once, was, but very Mostly sexy. what
1: I was good at was yeah. slalom skiing. So going through the course and skiing okay. around the buoys and, and some trick skiing and some jump.
2: Did you go to so, college for that? Did you go to college on a scholarship for that? Or?
1: No, no. Um, I went to college on no scholarship. I studied software development, like computer science, and I started the water ski team at my school.
2: Which was? which Stanford. One? You st- Wait, what? You wait. You started. You started the, the 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 hockey. I mean, the hockey. Excuse me. <laughs> you started the ski watering ski ski watering team. <laughs> ski watering team at Stanford. I did. Is it still there?
1: I I'm not sure. I haven't checked on it in a few years. But well, it was for a few years after I was there.
2: Wow, that's a, quite. You went to Stanford? Yeah. Well, the go trees, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The cardinal, which is a tree. It's a tree. I don't it's, get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
2: Oh, goodbye. That's us. You know.
0: um,
2: so you're so you're smart too. <laughs>
1: Arizona to Stanford, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good, I have to, you have to say. I'm very smart sometimes. And, the,
2: and, then, you, um, and then you went to, um, then you started the ski warning team.
1: The water ski team? Yeah. Yep. I started the water ski team at Stanford. I graduated uh, with a BS in computer science, basically. So, so there's, story, and there was, there then, was, then I moved to Florida to go yeah. water ski for a pro skier and pursue that dream.
2: Like on the, on, in the Atlantic or the Gulf or did you do? In Orlando. Orlando, or, uh, SeaWorld. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, no. Um, wow. See, see SeaWorld is, tri- is show skiing. Right. which is a different discipline and I didn't learn that. I learned right. three event traditional water skiing. Yeah. So I went and worked for Jennifer Leachman who's a world record holder in women's slalom. Wow. Um, so I lived in the attic above her pro shop wow. illegally.
2: You know, Matt and Will do competitive <laughs> water skiing.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. They're really,
2: really bad at it. Oh,
1: we should go ski. Yeah.
2: <laughs> my crew is really bad at it. No, I don't think they See, can. now
1: I ski they on do. Sloan's Lake. You know, do you? Yeah. yeah so, oh, sure. Yeah, Sloan's right Lake, here. right here. Yeah, yeah, I live really close. It's like five minutes from my house. What um, do they do?
2: Get a canoe out for you? Because it's not a very big lake. I mean, see, like
1: I said, it doesn't have to be a big lake. It needs to be a small lake. In fact, that's better. A little motorboat?
2: How fast do you have to be going?
1: Well... Uh, women go 34. Well, I mean, I'm not doing it for fun, right? I mean, right, no, no, <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I ski at 34 miles an hour, and men mostly ski at 36 miles an hour.
2: Okay. Well, I got
1: all these stats for you. We
2: got to get equality in that somehow.
1: No, I've tried no. 36. I'd rather do 34.
2: Really? It's that big of a difference? It's
1: a huge difference. Really? Yeah, the properties of the surface of the water really change right in those low 30s. Fascinating. Yeah.
2: Wow. How many people were on the ski team when you were there at Stanford? How many did you recruit?
1: There were five women, which is the minimum required to field a team. So okay. that was good. Um, and I think I don't know seven, ten men.
2: Were you competitive, or was it just a, it was a club sport?
1: Uh, it was a competitive non club sport. So we so didn't. NC, we didn't. So qualify. NCAA
2: did did recognize it.
1: No. no um, I, I mean, not. when I say competitive, I mean like a traditional definition of the word. We competed.
2: Yeah, you competed. Okay. Yeah. But
1: um, we didn't qualify as a club sport because the rules at Stanford meant, uh, said that any sport that involved a motorized vehicle could not be qualified as a club sport. So we worked on that, but we weren't able to get them to change their minds.
2: So how does a little girl, Adrienne Osborne, uh, sitting in Arizona, who's eventually going to go to Stanford and major in, and major in computer science, how do you find water skis? I mean, how, who did that for you? Mom's like, well, we got a lot of desert and let's, you know, what are we going to do? Well, let's get you know, her some skis on.
0: You know, there's... I mean, most kids down just, there run, don't they? they?
2: They do the roadrunner thing, right?
1: I know. I, yeah. was, I was a runner too, but we went skiing one time. I just had an opportunity to ski on somebody's boat. Your dad,
2: your friend? I mean, who I think see? it was
1: like friends of the family. Okay. And we went out to some, like Lake Pleasant or something, I don't know, and... It was one of those things that I knew from the very first moment that this is what I wanted to do. Hmm. I mean, I was really lucky in that respect that I found my passion without even having to look for it. Sure. It was like, it grabbed me, it wouldn't let me go. So and then your I, I pursued is, it. Your
2: fallback is computer science.
1: That was my way not of making a, money. Not a, not a yeah, bad I didn't fallback. make any money yeah. from water skiing, that's right. for sure.
2: Now, when you <laughs> moved to Florida, how did that go?
1: Uh, it went well. I mean, I moved there with five grand saved up and no place to live and no job. Um, stayed in a hotel the first week and then started my life. Um, what part start, of Florida? Orlando. No, you weren't yeah, in a, Orlando. Yeah, it's the that. capital of water skiing. Sure. Water ski magazines there, which I've written for. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I found, I found a job. I found a real job and then I would ski um, before work and after work. And then once I started contracting, I was a software, like a freelance software developer. I would ski at 5.30 in the morning and 10 o'clock in the morning and then again at 5 o'clock at night. Fascinating. Almost every day. Every day. Yeah.
2: Wow. Seriously. That's a lot of skiing.
1: I loved
0: it.
2: Now, there's certain size skis you have to wear. Do you, I mean, do you do it? Do you, do you, do people put their barefoot in there and then go? I mean, how does that work? I mean, don't you wear little suckies or what no. they call aqua socks? <laughs>
1: sockies. I don't
2: know what they're called.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, no, you just, um, I had a um, barefoot for my in ski, ski go. I, I have done barefoot, but that's different. Okay. Um, the binding system that I used on my water ski was, looked like a rollerblade. Okay. So it was a hard shell, you put it on, cl- click it in, you're ready to go.
2: And what size ski? Because I know, I know somewhat about snow skis just for living out here. But I know there's different sizes. There's 120s, 125s, 130s, all this stuff. And they've gotten the
0: big, haven't they, man?
1: Yeah. Seriously, oh, yeah. like the skis that the last pair of snow skis I owned were yeah. not much taller than me. They were yeah. like 62 inches or something. Um, but snow uh, water skis they're are fat, right? They're fatter. Yeah, they're fatter wider, now. Mine wider. mine were like two inches wide. You know, super old. Sure. Um, water skis are like mid 60s. So I wore, I skied on a 64 and a half inch ski.
2: And they're usually wood, fiberglass. What are they? Wood. Wood, okay. Wait, from
1: the 70s? Damn right, man. Uh, mine was carbon fiber. That's,
2: they're groovy, dude. They're groovy, like really groovy. That's
1: like Maharaja. I, I, I,
2: I see sticky, stickies. I don't, I don't water ski. No, stuff.
1: my ski, and this is cool, my, the ski I'm still skiing on now in 2016, I bought in 1999, and it was top What's, of the line. What was the name of them? It's a good. Yeah,
2: I don't know. That's a good brand
1: G-O-O-D-E, right? yeah. Top that's of line. Want, Carbon top fiber, of line. it was the first carbon fiber ski. And, and it you still, still have serves them. me now.
2: Still doing fine.
1: Still rocks me, yeah. And
2: who drives Kay. for you?
1: I know a bunch of people in Sloan's Lake, let's, so.
2: They just say, like, hey, let's go.
1: Yeah, and you know, I get texts. Hey, you wanna go tomorrow morning?
2: And you just yes. go? Yes. Yeah?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: That's how easy it is to go water skiing in Sloan's Lake?
1: Well, see, I worked my way Isn't in. Isn't it private? You have to get a permit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's public, but you get a, a season permit. Sure. Um, so the way it happened is I moved near Sloan's Lake mm, three summers ago, and I went out for a walk around the lake, and I saw this Mastercraft being launched, and I was like, mmm, Mastercraft.
2: Mastercraft is a, yeah, a speedboat, yeah. you're a serious
1: skier. And then I saw a trick release on the pylon. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I saw that these people were trick skiers, and there aren't very many of those in the world. So I just walked up and I was like, hey, hello, I'm a skier too. And I started dropping some numbers and like, hey, I can ski this good and blah, blah, blah. Talk
2: a little bit about so, Stanford, your time? No, now. no, I
1: mean, just, I mean basically knew, I was just like. You knew the, knew the like, lingo, you knew the lingo. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I, I did my, my numbers dropping to show that I was for real. And okay. then I, I started skiing with those people and then I met everybody else who skis on Sloan's.
2: And now you got Sloan's Ski Club, right? More yeah, or less.
1: informal, yeah. I mean, it's that's fun, good. it's fun, good and, group.
2: And you guys just randomly, it's, it's not like you can, it's not like a meetup, it's just random you go.
1: Yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, we have each other's numbers and we just call.
2: Did you start singing as as a youth or did you start in California at Stanford? Did you do it in Orlando? Where did it really hit you to say, hey, I, I really want to sing too? Or you have a gift?
1: I did it on and off here and there. Um, here's an odd one. I did sing in Orlando for one year. I joined this a cappella group called the Sweet Adelines,
0: sure, which you probably know. haven't heard
1: of, but no. they were like women who were all two generations older than me I was literally like 40 years younger than the next youngest woman in this group, but it was acapella and I wanted to sing. So I joined and there was all like the matching costumes. You had to buy makeup that was all exactly the same competition, barbershop, quartet sure, style yeah. stuff. Anyway, but then I left it behind because I was water skiing and working. See, I worked
2: at Disney and I would see you at like, you should have tried out for Voices of Liberty, which is at the pavilions at the um, America Pavilion at Epcot and that's a uh, wonderful way to get into it. but that's okay yeah.
0: well, well that's but then anyway but you know, you i it. took a
1: detour and i did my thing i did yeah. water skiing until 2003 and then i retired and uh, it was after a layoff from my my job that i did some thinking and figured out that i was like oh yeah i forgot i like to sing so, you so late
2: 90s you were in the in orlando
1: yeah 96 to 2000 okay i moved here to colorado in into Boulder in 2000 for a dot-com startup in the heyday of that craziness. Sure. Um, why, does, why does
2: everybody move to Boulder for their first, for their first experience of Colorado? Because it's, it's beautiful. But there's other beautiful places, too.
1: Well, because there's a lot of work there. Is that what it is? There's a lot of tech there. Okay. I mean, it's, it's more dense, or at the time, it was more dense per capita for tech work than Silicon Valley. Okay. So, yeah, I came out for that. Um, so, I, I started singing uh, in... For real, in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or so, and then I started teaching vocals in two thousand nine, and now I have a studio that's grown to a number of teachers. That's
2: incredible. So, so when you were in Boulder, um, were you doing cover bands, do tribute bands? Obviously, cover bands more. This is your first tribute.
1: I guess you know I didn't. I moved to Boulder in two thousand, and I didn't start music till two thousand seven. Okay. So, um, yeah, it started with covers. It did you know
2: that you had the gift, or did you, people say, hey, maybe no. you should sing someday. You should really get into this. No.
1: No. No. I, no, I'm not a natural. I had to work hard to learn how to sing. Did you? Which is what makes me a good teacher. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes you no, a great I mean, teacher. I'm like, I've made all the mistakes.
2: You're more patient. I, I remember
1: what it feels like to not be able to hit high notes, and I remember what it feels like to have a huge fat break in your voice. So, yeah. yeah.
2: You really can train a voice, can't you? Yeah. It's easy. You can take a guy or a gal who's never sung in their life. And, and really teach them how to sing, can't you?
1: I'm going to hesitate and say yes. Yeah? It depends on how hard they work. And there, there's a certain level of talent that, is there you, a certain, that you need to start with. Is there a certain you know? voice
2: box that just can't sing?
1: It's not, I don't think it's a voice box. I think it's a mind-body connection. Okay. Yeah.
2: I just can't do so it. It
1: just takes a long, long time and a lot of work for some people. But like I can't
2: iron. I, I, I
1: can't. <laughs> I think that's different.
2: I can't iron. I've never known how. I've tried to learn how the creases and all that have stuff. Have
1: you ever taken any classes? I
2: took an ironing class. You yeah. took an ironing class. Yeah, when I was in Boy Scouts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I failed. I Why don't board. I believe you? Did not get that merit badge. I am an Eagle Scout, but I just didn't. They do have an, They do have a um, a home and home home and uh you know thing. I guess you're too much badge. of an athlete. Yeah. So it, I I just can't do it. Um, what's funny is I, I'm a you know voice actor. That's what I do uh, off 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 campus here, and um, we can all sing. I don't know what it is. If you if you if you if you want to be a voice actor, I always tell people if you want to be you could do it too. You could be a voice actress because mm-hmm. uh, you can sing and you know how to use your voice.
1: Yeah, it's just an, a sense of awareness. It is, isn't it? Yeah.
2: And is it is it teaching? You know, because some people don't know that they're a baritone and they become one. You know, they, or they don't know that they're. Uh, you know, they have falsetto. They don't know that they they can even sing vibrato. They don't know. Um, how do you tell somebody this is where you? I found your voice. You're going to be a soprano, and they're like, I don't want to be a soprano. I want to <laughs> be, you know, I want to be Megan Trainer or whatever they whatever their goals are.
1: Yeah, occasionally I I do have students who want to be what they're not. Like a, a bass, like all the bass singers want to be rock singers, and those, that's usually a tenor range or or a high baritone range.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm less about classification and more about opening doors and teaching you how to use the tools you have, you know, um, choosing your tone and choosing what you're doing. And I'm, I'm not the typical teacher. See, I think,
2: I think by by listening to your music and listening to what you've done in the past three years, I, I would love for you to, 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 to do some other stuff. I mean, I would love for you and, and Jason and the gang to maybe do some Alison Krauss type stuff, uh, with the bluegrass, uh, side. You have that, you have that type of voice. I feel you also have the same sort of voice that's, um, uh, not just, not just an Allison Krauss type voice, but very, you know, a, a very pleasant, you know, Joni Mitchell type, mm-hmm. type I've feel. i compared
1: to Natalie Merchant. Natalie
2: Merchant. Yeah. I would definitely give you that too. Just, you have that very soulful voice that can almost do anything. So that's probably what makes you another good teacher too, because you have the voice that you can show kids, you know, you can do this, this, this. Have you ever forced a kid into a music genre they didn't want to do? Never. They come in, they want to do rock and roll and you end up, they end up singing bluegrass? No, no,
1: no. I'm all about working with, people to help them do what they want to do. And actually I don't work with kids mostly. I work with I mean, teen, okay, teens, adults, and adults. teens and adults. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I call them idea. kids because
2: everybody's younger than me That's now. It's true. So. Yeah,
1: I call like I call a 29-year-old a kid now. <laughs> I was like you're a kid. And like yeah, you're a kid until you're thirty. <laughs> exactly, <it> maybe. <might> <laughs>
2: exactly. That's what I do do. Like you're a kid. Yeah. The um so they come in, they tell you, so let's say let's say I'm a stu- let's just for instance, I come into your studio. What's the name of your studio?
1: Performance High. And where is it? We have a couple locations um, in Rhino, okay. uh, one in Rhino and one in Lafayette.
2: Now, are they yours they're under your name? They're your brick and mortar, and then you have staff, or are you part of the staff? What's your... What's your
1: I own a company, you own the company, and I'm the lead instructor, oh. and I have some staff, um, and we have a total of three spaces right now. We might be expanding to four, oh. uh, one in Parker or Aurora. Okay, so
2: soon. say I'm an adult. Yeah. I like singing. I sing in the church choir. I enjoy it, blah, blah, all this stuff. Hey, Adrian, I want I want to branch out. I want to sing, you know, some some, you know, crooner songs. I want to be the next Dean Martin or that's what I want to do. Well, how would you, would, do you have to audition? How, do, how would, how would someone do it?
1: Well, they would email or call. I would get some information about them to see who's the best teacher to help you get where you're going because different teachers have different strengths. Um, set up a lesson, come in, maybe a meet and greet, you know, see if the, per, if the personality fits. And then we would... Oh, we that's would important, of, isn't it? The oh, personality. Oh, gosh, yeah, because there's, there's so much vulnerability in the voice. And there's
2: people who just say, I can't do it, I can't do it. And...
1: Or like, I'm, you know, I just don't connect with this person. So, you know, we have male and female teachers, different ages. Um, what I do as a teacher is I, I try to figure out, like, what's the gap between where you are now and where you want to be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll teach you how to get from here to there. You know, not everybody needs the same foundation in terms of, well, not the same foundation. Not everybody needs the same techniques, in my opinion, because some people naturally have a lot of brightness in their voice. Some people already engage a pretty good amount of breast support. Some people, everybody's got different challenges. So I, I try to understand, where are you going? Where are we starting? Let's get from here to there, because I got frustrated taking voice lessons myself because I felt like I was being told like, if you can sing classical, you can sing anything. And I'm like, well, I don't want to waste my time singing classical.
0: Yeah.
1: I just want to sing Journey. I mean, yeah. not that I want to, but that's my job. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've sung so much Journey, I'm really tired of it, but it's still my job. So, sure. you know, yeah. show me how to be good at that. <clears throat> so that's, that's what I do. I mean, it's hard to say like, you know, any, any more detail than that. Cause it's really customized person to person. Sure. What I do.
2: And when, when a voice comes in, um, that's not that good and you, re- you realize that none of your staff, and not even you could train that voice, um, and it doesn't have to be somebody from another country who did not originate in America, because I, I know plenty of Filipino folks that I worked with on cruise ships who can sing just as well as anybody in the states. Uh, have you ever had that voice come in, and you're like, man, I just, ah.
0: I've had I've And how had do you few. break the news to them? Well, here's
1: the thing. People think that success is an all or nothing thing. Yeah. Like, Am am I gonna make it or not? And the question is, what does making it mean yeah. for you? If making it means getting singing, paid to sing, okay, getting paid to sing, then well, first of all, at what level? Like, I mean, you could get paid to sing, you know, sitting in the corner of a coffee shop, playing some songs on your guitar, sure. and you're singing like, okay,
2: make a hundred bucks that night,
1: right? You make some tips. So, or there's a difference between that and like getting hired into say you know, an entertainment agency where you're subbing in and you have charts and, and it's a higher level of requirement. Sure. So I don't usually tell people, I'm sorry, you're not gonna do it. Because, two reasons. The definition of success changes depending on what your goals are. sure, And the requirements are different. And second, no matter what, it is a journey that tends to benefit people in ways other than just vocals. Mm-hmm. But if people say to me, I wanna do this, do you think it's likely? I will give them my honest opinion. Good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're not I one mean, of those
2: teachers, oh no, you
1: no, I going mean, be the, fine. The last mm-hmm. thing I wanna do is take someone's money under false, false pre- pretenses. Yeah, of yeah. yeah.
2: I, I, I think that's very good, that's very noble. And I think people who will listen to this and wanna come to your studio, they'll know that. They'll think, she's for real, she's gonna tell me mm-hmm. whether I can do this or not, whether it's comfortable for me or not, whether, you know, what style. Do you teach all styles? I mean, there's a lot of different styles. I mean, yeah,
1: no, I don't teach all styles. Um, if people want Everything from Bob
2: Dylan all the way to classical.
1: No, not classical. Mm-hmm. And we can do musical theater, but we're not the first place you'd probably want to go no. for musical theater. Um, we focus on popular styles, pop, rock, hard rock, jazz, country, you know, bluegrass, whatever. But I mean, it's, it's something you'll hear on the radio is, is really where we focus.
2: Yeah, well, those are wonderful, wonderful traits for, for any studio to have, any, any marketable studio in the business of, of music and voice to have uh, a different you know, a whole repertoire of different voices you can teach. And you never know what type of voice might walk in there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you never know where that voice might go, you know?
0: Yeah, it's great. We've
1: seen people go some pretty cool places. Like, we have a student right now, that actually, Justin's working with her, too. Um, she kind of did the Nashville thing in her 20s, um, didn't make it big, but, you know, and then went and had a daughter and is re-emerging into music, and the wind is at her back right now. Like She's working with... One of the best steel guitar players around. She's recording her third album right this now. This is here in Denver. This is here in Denver. Her mm-hmm. name is Leslie Tom. So I mean, we see people take amazing big strides, and a lot of times it's nothing more than saying, "You can do it. Like, you're well, good enough." When we come
2: back after the break, we're going to talk to Adriano about what it's like to be a woman in the world of music, what it's like to fight, and what it's like to get out, get yourself out there, and, and be and uh, have some fun, and not be you know just seen as a sex symbol seen as someone who's an artist who can sing and entertain and all that good stuff. So when we come back we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about her past life and and uh, and what she did uh, leading up to uh, having the studio here in Denver, Colorado. I'm Rob Scoggins, your host of the Topic of Conversation. We'll be back right after this break. Thanks. Just a kindly reminder, everybody, that the show is brought to you by our official drink, Zing Tea, the official drink of the topic of the conversation. Anytime that you are around the Denver metro area or just around your grocery stores in the United States and Canada, Zing Tea is right there, X-I-N-G-T. Go to XINGT.com. That's Zing Tea, the official drink of the topic of the conversation. I'm your host, Rob Scoggins, and just want to remind you to have a thing for Zing. Zing Tea at your local superstores and your convenience stores around the country. Thank you.
0: and borrowed veils. She indulges while I pretend that if I have enough to drink, there will be no room to think about the end or who I am. Sleeping till the sun stands low, narrow alleys, hidden plazas don't know where I go. She helps me disappear. A day, a week, a year century made her shine. We ran away and stayed up all through the night, picking random subway stops, not knowing where we would get off, finding light at morning light. Put my pieces back together. Tell me we will live forever. Let me try another life. Lose me on a taxi ride. Tell
2: And welcome back, I'm Rob Scoggins. Uh, welcome to the International Podcast, the Topic of Conversation. We record live every Wednesday night right here in Denver, Colorado at the Original Brooklyn's. We want to thank Jimmy and Diane, and the rest of the staff who host us every Wednesday night. We're so happy to be here and we want to thank them very, very much. Don't forget the Zing Tea, Zing Energy Tea is our official drink of the Topic of Conversation. Grab yourself a lanyard on your way out or just go to zingtea.com that's tcom to check out more information on Zing Tea. It's a local brand, you can find it all over the United States and Canada. Canada on all your local grocery stores and local convenience stores. Check it out when you're driving through Colorado and you stop at a gas station. Grab yourself a Zing tea. For me, I'm Rob Scoggins of the Topic of Conversation, and we're right back here talking to Adrienne O. Oh. Our topic tonight is music and women in music and how how great it is and how fun it is for them and her to do it uh, and be the leader of the pack now. Oh, am I be the leader? leader? You are the leader of the pack. Wow. It's, it was difficult in the... Um, in the in the 1950s and 60s, for women artists, to to emerge and be their own uh, vessel, they had to be told by the man uh, what to do, like the Chanel's and Supremes mm-hmm. and Motown and all that stuff. They were told what to wear, how to do, what to sing, what to do. You know, the, mm-hmm. their whole theme was was up to up to the man. But now, with with the uh, emergence of some of the best female artists in the country right now are Taylor Swift and Meghan Trainor and Adrienne O. Oh and you know you guys. You <laughs> well, that's
1: a sentence I haven't heard before.
2: <laughs> you guys get to you guys you guys are planning your own destiny. You really are. Yes. You, you control your own stuff. And I you know I have to throw Beyonce in there as well uh, because she kind of controls her own platform as well and what she can wear and what she can do. It used to not to be that way. It used to have to, you had to do what they wanted you to do, you sang the songs they wanted you to do, you had to be the genre or the you know, the look that they like, wanted. But you know, now it's changed so much.
1: You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even necessarily gonna, gonna go down that feminist path. Like, it's a sea change in terms of the industry, too. I mean, yeah. men have that same, the same increased opportunities that women do in terms of making their own choices now that we're in the new music industry. Um, I mean, I, I can do what I want, but so can the guy next door. Sure. Um, and that is much more about like you make your own destiny because there isn't a gatekeeper anymore. You have to build your own fan base and you have to build your own identity and find that. Th- this whole like women in music topic, I'm not going to make myself very popular with certain feminists. That's um, <laughs> <Sounds> okay. <laughs> because okay, so oh, I went to the CMJ Music Marathon last fall. Okay,
2: and explain what and the initials are. Towards. That
1: is the College Music Journal Music Marathon. So it's like kind of like a. South by Southwest in New York City. I'd never been. I just wanted to go. So I went to some seminars. And one of them was about women in music. And now, I'm going to say, I do believe that women face discrimination in music. I do believe the stories that I've heard from, for example, there was a big controversy uh, or a big thing that happened on, erupted on Twitter with the church's singer a while back. And so many women in music talk about how, like, they, they aren't let... In backstage, because nobody believes they're actually in the band, or you know, mm-hmm. groping. I mean, whatever. I mean, the stories. You see more, I as, believe a, more that.
2: as a sex symbol than more as an artist. Yeah.
1: I believe that happens to other women, but the thing that baffles me is I don't see it for myself, and I don't. I honestly don't know if I'm just being blind, or if I'm some kind of weird male-female hybrid. <laughs> Or if I just if I just like my attitude pushes yeah. it off, but I've never I've never focused on the fact that I'm a woman in music. I've just done my thing. Done your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when you adopt a victim mentality of like, oh the man's keeping me down, I can't I don't have the opportunities and I mean I'm again I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Sure. But I'm saying that I think we bring some of it on ourselves by looking for it. Sure. And asking for it, and having a chip on our shoulder. I just
2: think because in in the, in the in the woman's world of music, we always see Taylor Swift looking like the sometimes looking like the victim on stage. She gets on there, and she says, "Don't let anybody hold you down. Don't let you know the men tell you not to go forward and all this other stuff." Like she did the CMAs this past year, not the CMAs, the American Music Awards, AMS, whatever they're called. They're so AMA, damn. There's so many of them, but uh, what she does, and 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 it seems like she's still getting hurt, and she's at the top of her craft. I mean, she, right. she's, she's you know, number one. And, and it seems like if, that, if the number one lady in line is getting pushed down, then you would think that it's, it would just be a, a domino effect. It's
1: got to be happening. I, I know that it is. I believe the women that I've heard, but I, I don't know if it's that I haven't risen high enough to face it, or if I'm just being blind and stupid about it. And you're but just doing I, your own thing. I just do my thing. Like, sure, not everything goes my way all the time, but I don't see it, like, if I don't get a gig, I'm not like, oh, it's because I'm a woman. Right. I'm like, well, I didn't but get the gig. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys who didn't get that gig, too. Sure. If I don't, you know, I, I, I didn't stay long enough in the corporate world to, raise, to rise really high, but like, I didn't hit a glass ceiling where I could say, oh, I didn't get that promotion because I'm a woman. No, I just, I went and started my own company. So now I own it and I don't face that.
2: And, and you know that you're a good-looking lady. You know that there's men out there who come to your show because you are a good-looking lady, and they know you're also a good artist, too. You sing very, very well. So, I mean, they, they get that, too. But do you like, and, and I'm just going to say, it, do you like being seen as a, a sex symbol? I mean, as a, as a pretty lady who can sing very, very well with seven guys behind her, five, six guys behind her.
1: You know, for a while, I, I wanted to not use that because I actually have been chubby a lot of my life and not... She's not Real chubby happy. now, gentlemen. She's yeah. not chubby now. Yeah, I'm not I'm, yeah. I, I was not happy with my body for the first 30 years of my life. So now, you know, at starting at age 30, 32 or so, I, I finally figured out my eating problems and now I'm in shape and I'm I'm in good shape. I'm in great shape for great shape, my yeah. age. Um, so now I'm actually using it because goddamn, I have it now. Darn right. Like and it's not gonna last forever. That's so. right. <laughs> um, I don't really care what the i don't know if i'm allowed to say whatever i don't care what the fuck people think i enjoy my body and i'm proud of it and if you want to see me as a sex symbol that's your choice i'm going to do my my thing i'm going to sing the best i can and put on a great show and i'm going to enjoy looking good because life is short and i'm going to get old someday so there you go i
2: mean that's my attitude and betty white is still funny i mean just i mean i'm just (laughs) throwing that in there you know, uh, and, and the reason why I said Betty White, folks, is because, you know, she's in her 90s. She's still doing her craft, and people still love her. I mean, you can still sing at any age. I don't. I mean, look at the Rolling Stones. They're all in their 70s, and they just went, right. back, they just went back to the studio uh, to do one more album. I think probably the last one they'll do as, a, as, a, as the original four, but we'll see what happens with the Rolling Stones. I'm just saying this is a craft you can keep doing till you're, til you're dead.
1: Yes, and I, I I do think here's where I think it is different for men and women. Um, I mean, you know, Madonna performed on, or you know, what it yeah. was, like, oh, yeah. recently, and I <laughs> and she's in her whoa. late she, she's in her
2: late 50s, and but that's you know, she's, I'm glad
1: she's pioneering away, but I also don't I don't what I don't like about her performance, at whatever that was a Grammys, I, I think, <laughs> was that it it attempted, to be younger than she was, in my opinion. Correct.
2: She still th- wants to be the pop idol.
1: Yeah, right. and what I want to do as I grow older. In the small public eye that I have, is to grow older. I'm not going to say gracefully because I don't. I mean, I've got purple hair right now. I'm going gray, and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) fuck yeah. It's much easier to dye my hair purple now that it's gray (laughs) than it was when it was brown. Picks
2: (laughs) up better, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, So I'm gonna I'm gonna grow old and have fucking fun with it. There you go. You know,
2: go old gracefully in the way you want to.
1: Yeah. Not. I mean, not without it. It's like I'm fighting. But I'm 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 also not fighting in the way that like my, I wear short skirts that are too short for my age. You're like there's a kind of
2: balance, a balance to be right. met. Yeah. I
1: I'm agree. just going to like enjoy it till the end.
2: No, you pick very tasteful and your videos on YouTube and YouTube's only 10 years old. A little over it's like 12 years old now. Um, and your YouTube videos you're you're very tastefully dressed so, so is the band. It looks and it looks wonderful and your videos are great. I think people I don't know if you saw
1: the one. recent one the Catch Me music video. I did not video.
2: see Catch Me yet. See
1: that's the that was a little bit of a departure for us where I wore a uh, a cut off, like a real short top, like a workout top sort of, and then like little white shorts.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I, I worked out and I died <laughs> in really good shape. Um, but it was the most- And what's the name of that video? It's called Catch Me. Catch Me and by Adriano. It's our single off of our album, Elevation. And it was the most exposed that I let myself be because of you know personal transitions that I've gone through in the last year where I was like, I- I do still look good. In fact, I look better than I did when yeah, like 20 years ago. Yeah. So I'm going to capture this on film, and I'm going to show the power of it at the age that I am. That I'm not going to say. Um, so you know that was I'm going. You, you were saying like I'm tastefully sure. dressed and all. You know that one was. You might think I'm naked in some of those shots. I'm well, okay. not. Well, what's I'm not. Na- wait, wait, wait. But- what's the name of that video again? <laughs> what's the name of it? It's Catch Me. Catch
2: Me. Okay. It's on YouTube right now. Yeah. How big is YouTube as a vessel for, for artists like yourself? I mean, is it just huge? I mean, is is it, you have to be on it? I think you have to be on it,
1: but I think, you know, like
2: in my world, you have to be on TuneIn and SoundCloud. Right. And for you, you have to be on YouTube.
1: I think, I think YouTube for sure. I mean, especially for bands like us that focus on the live show. Okay. Because that's more important to me I mean, it's, it's the thrill for me. You know, I come, I was a competitive water skier. I love speed and thrill and experience and the stage is that for me. So I, live is important for us and so that goes hand in hand with YouTube. If you're more of a studio artist, I think SoundCloud or, you know, the, the digital distribution platforms and all that are, are more important. But I think every artist has to pick like the the one most important channel. That See, and
2: on. I and I just want to tell people out there if you if you listen to Adriano's songs on YouTube or songs on her MP3s or however you get them on on downloading them. Um, when you go to her show, she sounds the same. I mean, it's, you're not gonna be disappointed at all. You're gonna be very pleased with saying, okay, she sounds like the music she's performing. I go to a lot of you know, these, these concerts with these young kids and they, they, they don't sound like they do on their albums. They sound totally gross and fake. You're I like, know what, you mean. what is this? Um, and it's not fair to the artists, it's not fair to the audience because they're paying to hear what you sound like on the MP3 or the album or whatever they got a CD. I mean, is that even a term anymore? Um, <laughs> you know, that's what I paid for. I paid to hear what you sound like because I enjoyed that. Your your band and does that. And there's a lot of bands that don't.
1: Thank you. I mean, there's always going to be some translation from CD, you know, from recording, studio recording to live stage. But yeah, I mean, we're proud of the fact that we we are good life. Let's yeah. talk
2: a little bit about your music and okay. your choices of music.
0: <laughs> All right. What
2: do you call? I mean, you and Justin and the other members of the band. What do you guys call yourself as a as a genre? I mean, everybody has to have a genre because, like, you know, what, what what's your style? What, what's your style? 80s influenced alt pop. 80s influenced alt pop. So that's 80s influenced alternative pop. Yes. Wow. Okay. So. Eighties influence kind of kind of these keyboard I mean every time I exactly. think of every time I think of eighties music, a keyboard's in it. Yes. Or a saxophone. Yes.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that's
2: no it's either a saxophone or a keyboard. Right. You know? Or there's
1: the eighties hair metal bands,
2: but that is not us. I and, and my ultimate eighties band, and you can tell me yours uh, my ultimate eighties band is, is in excess.
1: Oh, I love
2: in uh, excess. Um, they had the keyboards and the saxophone. That's uh, right. <laughs> your ultimate eighties band? Um mine was in excess and yours was?
1: Oh my ultimate eighties band. Uh, It's okay if it's
2: Depeche Mode, it's okay.
1: You know, it it just might be, actually.
2: Depeche Mode's good. It is
1: Depeche Mode.
2: Yeah, they're really good.
1: That, The Cure, Jesus, Mary Chain, but then a lighter stuff like Erasure and Cindy Lauper. Oh, sure. The early Madonna. XTC? A little, not so much. No? Some. Um, OMD,
2: El Crestal Maneuvers in the Dark? Yes. Yeah, Uh, The Fix? Duran
1: Duran, not The Fix, I don't remember The Fix. Psychedelic Furs? Not so much. You know, I was not all that alternative okay. back I, I then. Was. I yeah. thought I was, but I wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I mean, and I also really loved, oh God, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I loved Death Leopard. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Um, Cause now I'm so sick of covering Pour Some Sugar On Me. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I get it. No, I that can get- That was my That can, favorite get, to, that can, song. Get, that can get to anybody.
1: Dude, I played, I loved that song so much. Here's this generational thing. I remember hearing that song and I just played it over and over again. And I was like, I wonder if my mother can appreciate this. Yeah. And I played it for her, and I was like, I was like, does this do anything for you? Because <laughs> I
2: love this. Were you influenced by women of the 80s, like Heart?
1: No. The go-go's? The go-go's. Bananarama. I liked. Um, I liked all that stuff. Um, but um uh, no. you know, know, I guess oh Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox, yeah, sure. Cindy Lauper. Pat Benatar. You know, not so much, I mean, now I love singing that stuff because sure. it's a great vocal workout. The like Heart and Pat Benatar, incredible challenges that I love you know, addressing. And obviously Fleetwood but Mac. Yeah, yeah. Nicks, yeah. But at the time I was more about like what you would probably call today synth pop. Okay. You know, cute teenage girl stuff. Sure. But then that. some darker stuff like The Cure and did the Jesus and Mary Chain, And I actually like Pink Floyd Yeah. You know, back then too.
2: So all those put together uh, become Adrian O. How do you, how many songs have you written? Original songs you've written for the band? That, are, that you're playing now? That
1: we're playing now?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, our set now is about a tight hour, so, I mean, that's like 12 songs. Sure. But, All original? you know, um, I think th- two or three of them are covers, but we have other originals we've played. So over the last three years, we've probably written 40 or so original songs that have cycled in and out of the repertoire.
2: Sure.
1: Wow. I mean, I've done a lot of other projects, but in this band... That's probably about it. Okay, it's not as much of an output as you might expect.
2: the The whole influence of the 80s is huge on a lot of people. Um, that was a time of freedom. It was a time of expression. It was a time of Ronald Reagan, um, and 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 young people had gone through the 70s. The baby boomers were in their now 20s, and it was a big time. And now we're losing them all: Billy Idol, David Bowie. I, I mean, know. we had Prince, Michael Jackson. They're all leaving us. Um, Glenn Frey. Um, it's sad, but it's true. Uh, and we will be saying goodbye to a lot more of them uh, as time goes on. And huge influences on everybody in the 80s. And now your music gets to influence that. Who You write, does you write the lyrics to your songs and then, and then Justin and the guys put music to it? Or how does it all collaborate? How do you guys do it?
1: We do it kind of every and way. And you go to a chalet
2: up in Vail? What do you do?
1: No. Yeah, right.
2: You do? Okay.
1: <laughs> that's what I was imagining. I don't know. Yes, that's what we do. Yeah. Um... The most common route for our music to get created is Justin churns out tons of musical ideas and then I pick the ones that speak to me and I write some lyrics to them or where I match up some lyrics I've written mm-hmm. to them and then we have this thing that we guide together to be a song. Okay. But it's worked every way. I mean, he's written music and lyrics for some songs. I've written music and lyrics for some songs. We've jammed stuff out as a band. But it's, and it's mainly the two
2: of you. There's not yeah. another head in there. No, I mean, another person in there.
1: it's mainly the two of us. Yeah, yeah, especially now. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, Adrian O. didn't start off as a. He off as just you and two others, right?
1: Yes, we started as a trio.
2: And the original members are
1: Tad, Michael Wheeler, was the first member, and then uh, actually we were four for briefly. Uh, Craig DeLeon was uh, our drummer for quite a while, two years. So we were the main trio was Justin, me, and Craig. And so okay. I was on bass, Craig was on drums, and Justin was on guitar.
2: Bass like a bass guitar. Mm-hmm. You still play?
1: Not really. A little right yeah,
2: a little hard. So and how did you build? So you built from uh, original three, maybe four, mm-hmm. and now there's like seven, seven, including you, right? Seven including <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah,
1: it kind of exploded.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. I'll tell you, you know... Because you guys are was, good. They
2: want to be a member. They want to be a part it's, of it.
1: We've gotten to that. And that's amazing. And I feel, honestly, I mean, people, artists use this word blessed, like hashtag blessed, when it's really like, I'm so freaking proud. Yeah. But honestly, I'm blessed. We started out and, you know, I, I came to this career late and I was not confident and I felt like I didn't have much to offer. So I didn't want to even try to ask people to join. So we were this little tiny thing. But then... There came a point where we were playing the Gothic theater and I was like, oh my God, I cannot have so much in my brain. I can't sing and play bass anymore because there's too much to do. Sure. So we brought in a friend of ours who's a bass player. Okay. And then that kind of opened the door to like the sound we really wanted was this 80s influence stuff, which we weren't able to achieve without keyboard players. Like we were trying to do 80s no, influence you had, you, music you without it. a synth
0: or you gotta keys. Have a keyboard. So, yeah. yeah, so
1: we added one. And then we added another one. Yeah. <laughs> and then we added a backup singer who's a friend of mine who wanted to be involved. And everybody just seems to want to be involved. And it's. That's wonderful. It, it kind of, it, I mean, it, um, they mean so much to me that they want to be involved. I appreciate them so much.
2: And how's the been response? You guys have been a band for three years. You've been at this, this size for about a year, right? I mean, right. This, this big, this, mem- this members, yeah. this, this many members, excuse me. <laughs> this many members uh, for about a year what's the response been to the, uh, i mean to, to, the, to your listening public what, what are they saying?
1: They are saying we sound better than ever. Um, I mean we got a great compliment at our, at our EP release party from three different people, um, people who go see both local and national music on a very regular basis. They said that it was one of the best shows they'd seen in a long time yeah. like across the board so. It works, what we're doing. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Now, let's talk about the song that you sang at the beginning of the show called Barcelona.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, I have to tell you right now, and this is not no gag. The boys, the boys behind me can tell you this is true. Barcelona is one of my favorite national international cities outside of our country. Uh, I love Barcelona. Uh, I worked on cruise ships. So I was very blessed to do the Mediterranean um, for a little while and got to go to Barcelona. Great city. Of course, I went there after the Olympics, but... Um, how did you choose that? And, and what's your connection with Barcelona, Barcelona? Mm-hmm.
1: Barcelona has been a turning point for me many times in my life. I was an exchange student in Spain, but not in Barcelona um, for a year when I was 19. So between high school and college, lived with a family. Um, I was on the Northern coast. And my first experience with Barcelona was a trip that the school took down on tra- like overnight train. and. Mm-hmm. Um, there, was this, there was this guy in my class who wouldn't talk to me, but when we went to Barcelona, the two of us snuck off and like did all of our stuff by, by ourselves. And really? then we went back up to Northern to Bilbao, Bilbao and then it kind of ended. Don't you love but, the street you know,
2: artists right there in Barcelona? Oh, there's
1: so much art and everywhere. And the food and
2: the art and the music and the beach, yeah. I mean the water. It's just
1: beautiful. Yeah. But anyway, and it's I've huge, gone, it's a big city. Yeah, but I've gone back at turning points in my life. Like when I got laid off from my IT job, next day seriously the next day i was on a plane to spain to get the com- decompress spend some time on the beach figure myself out um it's
2: a nice little gift to yourself yeah most people just go to houston <laughs> yeah.
1: i wanted to go back and see that place anyway <laughs> and i mean i have a blog post about it for anybody who's interested just go to adriano.com/blog and look for barcelona and there's a whole story about what it means to me but it's it's a place to go to forget who i am and be someone else for a little while
2: and how old is back. that song
1: um year and a half, maybe?
2: Okay. How long did it take you to write that one?
1: That one was pretty quick. Um, I don't remember. I know a few weeks, maybe.
2: What does the song mean to you?
1: Mm, it's about freedom from yourself by being in an environment that's different and and beautiful and lets, lets you go for a little bit. Very nice. Yeah. And I mean, then- the chorus is Barcelona let me in I'm tired of who I've been, let me be somebody else. Um, Barcelona, give me shelter in your shadows and your spells so I can leave myself again.
2: What's another song you're really proud of? What's another one that you've, you really, really like to sing and to perform besides Barcelona?
1: Back to the shadows.
2: Back to the shadows. Are you gonna do that one at the end of the show? Is that the one? Yeah, I
1: think we can. All right, Yeah. Right. Sure. Justin,
2: just start looking at the music, buddy.
1: <laughs> he's like,
2: what, which one? Uh, he's, he's, yeah. he's wonderful, man. What a yeah, great guitarist. he's
1: talented, I'm talented so singer, lucky. Talented singer, songwriter, everything. I'm so Very lucky,
2: lucky to com- compile with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I, I don't know any of the other members of your, of your band, but I'm sure they're all wonderful men and women who, who play. Men. All men. So you're surrounded by dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all the men who are, who are involved. Your backup singer's a dude? Yes. Well, look at that. That
1: was my vision. Look at that. I wanted to so be look at you. the diva. You are. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally.
2: Finally the diva on water skis. It's good. Um. Power. D- what, so what was it? What was this? What was the other song that we, you just mentioned? The, oh, back to the shadows. Back to the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is that one about? How did you come up with that? one?
1: Um, that one is ah, that one's about lust and dysfunctional relationships and needing what you shouldn't have.
2: Well, who doesn't need? Well, that's a, <laughs> okay. That'll be a good one to close with. <laughs> I like that. Um, what What do you have in that? What do you have in the works? What is? What are some things that you and Justin and some of the other gang uh, band members are, are, are getting involved in any, any clubs, any, any organizations, any, any con- concerts that are coming up that you're, mm. that you're um, doing a, what are they called? Uh, I'm trying to think of the word uh, fundraiser, not a fundraiser. What's the um, yeah. like
1: a charity okay, charity like event. Thank you.
2: Benefit. Yes. Yes. Thank
1: you. Um, we have a show at Coors Field coming up at Coors Field rooftop bar. So it's, Apparently going to be beamed out into Coors Field awesome. before Rockies game, June 11th. Oh, okay. So that's uh, that's amazing. I'm so psyched about that show.
2: Can you and Justin score me some two, two takes to that? Yeah, maybe. All oh, right, that'd be great. We might be able to, actually. Okay.
1: Yeah, we get some yeah. comps. Um, then Hard Rock Cafe. And then um, our EP release party was so much fun, which was a non-traditional, it was like a party slash concert. And where was that? It was at... It was not in a traditional venue. It was in a motorcycle showroom. Well, why not? So it was in a warehouse full of Ducatis and Triumphs. How cool is that? Yeah.
2: Dangerous to dance around, but yeah. Yeah,
1: (laughs) they they moved some of them out of the way. Sure. But we had so much fun with that open bar and running our own show that we're gonna do it again on top of a building in downtown Denver. We're gonna have a pool party that's like super swanky, Mm -hmm. wear your Miami Vice like neon jacket. yeah, so that, that's what we have coming up is some cool shows like that. As far as organizations that we're involved in, mm, uh, summer's all about water skiing for me, so sure. I don't do anything else. Well, maybe
2: you should, guys, you maybe should do a, a show out at Sloan's Lake.
1: That's an idea. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And call it Ski for Free or something. <laughs> ski for Free with me, Adriano. Yeah, it rhymes
1: something too. Like, yeah, something like yeah, that. Cool. That'd be, that'd yeah, cool. Yeah. People would totally do that. Yeah, I mean, they have concerts out there. They have, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. Dragon uh, Boat Races, yeah. which has a lot of shows. Get involved and stuff. in that. Yeah.
2: That would be great. Yeah. You guys need to do something like that. Uh how can people find you? Where can I mean you're all over the place. You got you got blogs, you got Facebook, you got what tell people where, where they can find you and and, and uh and become right. your friend and all that good stuff.
1: Be my friend. Um every, pretty much on all the socials, it's Adrian O Band. Um Adriano.com is the website, and the blog is on there, too. So Adriano.com slash blog. Or you can click around and find it. Um, but, you know, Instagram, um, I'm active on. Twitter, we have, and I, I've just, like, uh, I'll be active again soon, I swear. Facebook, we're active on. YouTube, Adriano Band. So it's, it's all Adriano Band. Just find us everywhere, Adriano yeah. Band.
2: And, and then your are um, YouTube. You're on YouTube.
1: Yeah, as Adriano Adrian Band. Adriano yeah. Band.
2: And you're on... Um, uh, tune in, or where, where can they? We're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Ad- yeah.
1: Adrian, actually, SoundCloud. Yeah, it's Adrian O. Band also. Yeah. Bandcamp is just Adrian O. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, <would laughs> can't you, have it all. now back to your studio, real quick. Um, that is your life. That is your. That's, that's how you're making your living now. It, yes, it is. That's incredible. A lot of people can't do that, and you're doing it.
0: I am. Yeah.
2: So you have how many staff members now? Two, um, two studios
1: with how many staff? Two studios, total of. Let's see: Kristen, Nicole, Tyler, Justin, and me. So four besides me.
2: Wow. That's impressive.
1: And, no, sorry, that's not true because we just expanded to include instruments. So that means six wow. besides me.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. that's huge.
1: Yeah, it, it amazes me. Like I started out just doing this because I didn't want to program anymore. And so I started teaching lessons out of my basement and then I added one teacher and then I added another teacher and then another location. And now it's, it's a real deal.
2: When, um, when, when you started, I mean, obviously you started a while back, but um, the... Uh, the response has been huge, hasn't it? I mean, to, to people wanting to yeah. learn how to sing.
1: And I think it's because I started what I couldn't find, but I wanted. Like The reason I started teaching was because I couldn't find the kind of teacher I wanted. So I became the teacher I wanted. Yeah, that's And serious. I think that, that that just speaks to the need.
2: And yeah. are, 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 your, are your parents still around? Are they in Arizona?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, my mom lives in Tucson, Arizona and she's getting married this weekend. I'm no, gonna be going gonna go down. down to Tumacacari. Arizona. That's
2: nice, right? I don't know the same. area, but it's yeah. a nice area. South right? of Tucson.
1: And my dad uh, lives in Phoenix. Um, so my, both my parents they're are They're still there. Yeah, they're, right. yeah. They and, actually and came. They both flew out to my EP release oh, party. Oh, how nice is that? And they were all talking to each other. See? My dad and his recent now wife and my mom and her fiance.
2: It's the amazing bond of music that can do that. They can bring people together and and make them uh, think good thoughts. I can't thank you enough for being with us and and talking about uh, music and and, and being a woman in music and and loving what you do and making a career at it and showing women out there that you can recreate yourself in the middle of your life and say, look, why not? I was doing this. I was water skiing. I was in IT. And now I've created my own studio and my own band and you're living the the dream. Yeah. Are you? You can.
1: uh, Yeah, I am. I am living the dream. That's
2: great. Are you ready for are you ready for Rob's fast five questions? Oh boy! All right, here we go. Okay, Shh. the song. And we've already talked about two songs that you're passionate about. But what was a song then when you were growing up um, that just you know you could listen to over and over again, and you just needed that song to make you feel better? What was that? I'm you know I'm feeling sorry for myself song that, that perked you up?
1: Time after time by Cindy Lauper.
2: Time after time, Cyndi. I could do it.
1: I'm not sure it perked me up, but, you know, how sad songs can make you feel better? Sure,
2: absolutely. And Cindy Lauper, we didn't even talk about her. She's a wonderful 80s yeah. female influence. Yeah. And she has her, you know, she has her um, Broadway show and she's, she's a... She's, she's still doing it. She's a force. Yeah. Um, she's, she's awesome. When, um, when you think um, of water skiing and that passion of yours, where is a water source in this world that you want to ski on that you haven't yet? Mm. did you ski in barcelona
0: no
1: no
2: that could be it
1: um yeah i would love to ski in spain i saw a slalom course in barcelona from the plane yeah so that's got to be it
2: that's got to be it Bar- yeah. skiing in oh barcelona oh god yeah well, that's Skiing on a happen. slalom
1: sh- course in barcelona
2: i can guarantee you'll probably do that within the next five years <laughs> all right i bet you will <laughs> now it's that i've said
1: it out loud because you of know? this show exactly. yeah like,
2: i was on rob's show i got to do it now
1: yeah whoever's so, gonna take me for a pull you need to have a, a 64 and a half good Six inch, good water ski for me. Ski. <laughs> there you go.
2: Well, then, so many in, like in Barcelona will have that, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Of course,
1: goods are out there. Yeah.
2: Um, favorite um, favorite instrument that you love that you?
1: Oh, I think it's bass, but drums are a close second. Really? Yeah.
2: Just because the because they they're the two instruments that keep the beat, that keep it going.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a rhythm section girl, even though I. have I'm up front, but I played drums for a couple years and really enjoyed it and I'm kind of jonesing to get back. Do you like to dance? Yeah, I'm not very yeah, sexy or not, good at it. But not <laughs> your thing. <laughs> not I your used thing. to love to dance. Yeah. I used to love to dance. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I used to go dancing all the time in college. And
2: what, what, what makes Adrian O sad?
1: The shortness of life. Yeah? Yeah, the tragedy that the people you know now are not always going to be around. Okay. So, appreciate it. So, it's a yin-yang thing. Like, I feel like the things that make me sad are also the things that make me happy, the, the transience of all this.
2: What television show makes you happy? Big Bang Theory. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. because
1: yeah. yeah. it's, it's
2: a wonderful show.
1: Yeah, and I'm a bit of a nerd, so.
2: It's got two more years. They signed on for two more years. Oh, yeah? so you, got, you got them until 2017. Awesome. Yeah, NCIS, I just have to tell people, NCIS, they signed on for two more years too, so it's not over. Everybody's like, it's over, it's like, not over. Hey, it's signed on for cool. two more years. You got two more years of it. Two more years of Big Bang. Two more years of NCIS. So we're not we're not done yet with those shows. Um, so Big Bang is it for you?
1: Is this it makes for you me? giggle.
2: Yeah, this makes you giggle. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just funny. And you know, it's one of those shows that the first the first episode you see, you don't know the characters yet, so you don't think it's as funny. But then as you get to know them, it gets funny. I mean, I guess that's true probably of any serial.
2: Where do you want to be? I mean, where, I mean, I, everybody gets asked that question. But where do you really want to take Adriano the band and? And and the group and I mean, do you want to? Who do you want to open for? Where do you want to be? Do you want to play Red Rocks every summer? <laughs> you know, do you want to do that? You want to do that thing where they do the band? What is it called? Uh, you know, film on the rocks, where you do the band and then they watch a film. Is that where you want to be? Where do you want to be?
1: I want to be. Yes, of course. You can't live in Colorado and be a musician and not want to play Red Rocks. Sure. So yes, I really do want to play Red Rocks. Um, film on the Rocks would be the first step to doing that. But I'd love to also just play Red Rocks. <laughs> um, I wanna keep putting on awesome parties and concerts that bring together a community of people who enjoy each other and enjoy what we're doing. Um, and I wanna do that in target cities around the country and then eventually around the world. So I'm not, I don't wanna be like living on the road or anything, but I wanna like hop out and do two couple shows over there and a couple shows in California and a couple shows in Texas, and that's what I wanna do. Like put together something that's like just fun, fun, fun for everybody involved.
2: Well, that sounds like a wonderful dream. I know it's going to happen for you. We're going to watch you do it uh, right here in Denver, Colorado, because you're a star right here. You've been a band for three years. You're just going to keep getting bigger and stronger and and keep going because this city is very proud of you. Adrienne O, also known as Adrienne Osborne, she's Adrienne O all over the internet media and all over the the musical world here in Denver, Colorado. Thank you so much for being our star tonight and and, and being part of the show.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. really appreciate it.
2: All right, folks, that's Adrienne O. Oh. She's a wonderful lady, and, and check her out on all social media. I'm Rob Scoggins. I'm your host of the Topic of Conversation, and I just want to thank you all for tuning in and listening live here in audience and, of course, all over the podcast world. And I just want to kindly remind you to listen, talk, and laugh as much as you can. Wake up every day with a purpose to do good things for you and others, and you never know, you might be right here in downtown Denver at the Original Brooklyns as our Topic of Conversation. Thanks again. Have a great day. And good night.
0: My love worshipped at my feet. We admired the marks we'd leave. We gave each other poison drink. And I remember you were sweet. like dogs on a leash in the dark but the sun broke us free let's go back to the shadows away from the light let's go back there together and remember how to fight let's go deeper together and stay make it wrong to make it right we wrote hieroglyphics on clay in the rain we poured acid on each other's rusty chains we chased it down the rabbit hole a while lost and blind but Feeling so alive, but now I wake each morning to a flat white sun blinking in the white, but nothing else I could have done. I asked more of him than I knew he could give, but in breaking me apart, he made me live. We own each other like dogs on a leash in the dark, but the sun broke us free, oh. Let's go back to the shadows, away from the light, let's go back